Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Sabbath Services. Now, the other night, I was watching the Science Channel. And it was quite amazing because after looking at those pictures from the James Webb Telescope, they had a whole program on how they made the telescope. And it was really, really interesting. Okay? And what they had to do. They couldn't make one big mirror, so they made a lot of hexagons. They all fit together. Okay? So they could fold back the ones on the outside because they had to have just a certain dimension for this to get into the rocket to send it up into outer space. Okay? And so they did that. And they had to polish the mirrors on this telescope so finely, and it had to be within less than a width of a human hair in perfect matching of everything. So when they opened up the, the mirrors, they would all match. Now, see, this is a one-time thing they had to do. So this was a big, big deal. Okay? And it was really amazing. Then they had to have a shield to shield it from the sun so it wouldn't overheat. So they had to design special material, and they started this two years after the Hubble telescope. So they've been working on it a long, long time. Okay? And so what they had to do with this shield was they had to have a special material made And then they had to make five different shields to keep the heat from getting into the telescope. And they had space between them. And that was facing the sun. But the reason that they did the James Webb telescope was because with the Hubble telescope, way out there in some place where it was supposed to be really dark and nothing... There was a little tiny blip of light that they could magnify and see there was something out there from the Hubble telescope. And so this is why they had to make the James Webb. And they got all of the key scientists, those who really study it, the astronomers and everybody, they had quite a team and it took years to build it. Then when they shipped it, they had to send it to South America so it could be sent off on the French launch pad that they had in South America. But the reason is, is that if you launch it from there, the Earth at that near the equator the Earth is traveling faster, and it gives an extra boost to the rocket going off. Okay? And it had to be perfect because they only made one telescope. And so it worked out. And now 
they are absolutely astonished what is out there in space. And so I hope you had a chance to see what we put on last Sabbath, and we have online that you can download and see that. But I tell you what, I had Jonathan put it on my laptop so I could look at them. And he, he had it so I could I could zoom in and look at it in a smaller part. And it's amazing. See? I think we get so bogged down in our daily lives and problems that we don't really grasp the greatness of what God is doing and our calling and relationship to that. See? None of us want to die, but we're all going to die. All of us want to live forever, but we don't know what it's going to be like to live forever. See? And when you see all of the fantastic things that God has made out there in the universe, and even with this, they don't know how expansive that the universe is. So this is why every once in a while we need to start out at the beginning. And we need to understand where it tells us in Genesis 1, in the beginning God made the heavens full stop. He made that first. Okay. Now, other parts of the Bible tells us that after that, He made the angels. Because when we come to Job 38, when God was correcting Job and asking him, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? And all of the uh, sons of God sang for joy. Well, those are the angels. Okay? So we have that. And they were on the earth. And then we go clear to Revelation 12, where there's a rebellion and Satan takes a third of the angels with him. And then we come back to Genesis, the first chapter again, and it says, God made the earth. Well, he first made it for the angels. Then when they rebelled. Now, little sidebar. Some people in a church believe that the angels lived on Mars. But nobody knows what happened to the atmosphere on Mars. They know that it has water under the surface, and they can tell that it was on the surface too, but they have yet to really have a sample of Mars water, okay? And about the only way they're going to get it is with a robot, because human beings can't live on Mars, okay? So anyway, after the angels rebelled, God flooded the world. That's why in Genesis 1-2, it says, and, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the earth, and the earth was 
covered with water. Well, we don't know what kind of war that they had between God and the angels and God and Lucifer and the angels is related in Revelation 12, see? So all of this is a good lesson that you have to have different parts of the Bible and put them together to get the full story. Okay? So the same thing with us that we're going to go through today. We'll continue on with the Bible answers. So let's come to Luke 18. Let's see what Jesus said about the end time and what God is doing. Okay? And sometimes we read these things and go over them so fast, we don't grasp the true meaning of it or how much is involved. Verse 7, Luke 18, Shall not God execute vengeance for his elect? Now, what does it mean to be an elect? Okay? That means that you were personally selected by God. Okay? Because this comes from the Greek eklektos, which means to select. Now think of that. Here we are, not very many, all of you on the live streaming, you think of that, that God has personally selected you. See? That's quite a thing. who cry out to him day and night. Okay, what did this tell you? If you're crying out to God day and night, that means you're thinking on him all the time, correct? And you're praying day and you're praying night, right? And the longer that you're in the church and the more that you pray and study, and the more that you realize the weakness of your own human nature and the sinfulness of human nature, what are you going to be doing even when you're wide awake and doing different things during the day? You're going to cry out to God to help you, right? Isn't that true? Yes, indeed. All right. And patiently watch over them. Now, how does he watch over us? Well, he's got his spirit in us, right? Okay. And he has angels to protect us, right? So God is taking care of us. So it doesn't matter where we are on the earth, and it doesn't matter what the circumstances may be. God is with us because he's in us, and God is watching over us, and he is patiently helping us to overcome. All right, verse 8. I tell you, he will execute vengeance for them speedily. What is the final vengeance? The final vengeance. And we'll all see it. All those in the first resurrection will see it. What's the final vengeance? 
the seven last plagues. Okay, right? Okay. That'll happen speedily. And think of this. Think of all of those who were executed for their belief, beheaded, run through with swords and spears, okay? How we're going to cheer God in executing his vengeance upon Satan, the demons, his armies, and those of the world. And then when that's done, Christ is going to bring us back to the earth and we are going to take over the world. See? Now, it's important to keep that in mind because of the way things are in the world today. And let me tell you what it's like. You know, they run this survey every once in a while. Let me get it. This is a Barna survey. And it says this, fewer in the U.S. now view the Bible as the literal word of God. Okay? Not true? Okay. Because they're taught in school, you don't have to believe the Bible. It's full of lies and myths. Well, the reason people think it's full of lies is because God had a special way of writing it, so they have to search it out. And only he can give us the understanding of what to do. Okay? Gallup's biblical literacy question is asked of the entire U.S. population. This includes people who identify with religious outside of the Christian tradition. So that may mean uh, Buddhists, that may mean Islam, that may mean Confucian, that may mean a religious philosophy. So here's the result. About 9% of adults of America in Gallup's poll's latest estimate, plus the sample includes those who do not have any specific religious identity at all, almost all of whom do not believe the Bible is literally true. Okay? So here's what it is. The majority of Christians, 58%, okay, say the Bible is the inspired word of God, but not everything in it is to be taken literally. See? While 25% say it should be interpreted literally, and 16% say it's an ancient book of fables. More granularly, 30% of Protestants say that the Bible is literally true compared to 15% of Catholics. See, because what they are told in church, whether it's Protestant or Catholic, well, it doesn't mean this, it doesn't mean that. See? What have they said of the holy days? See? They have said of the holy days, these are ritual days, and the rituals are no longer required. Huh. See? 
they don't understand. Almost two-thirds of Catholics chose the alternative that the Bible is the inspired word of God, but every word should not be taken literally. Okay? As was the case in 2017, belief in a literal Bible is highest among those who are more religious and among those who are less educated. In other words, if you're really educated, you're so smart, you don't need God. huh? Well, wait till God shows up and we'll see how smart you are. See? Then those who are more religious among the ones who are, have a less formal education... Americans who identify as evangelical or born again are much more likely than others to be, view the Bible as literally true. Question, why then don't you keep the Sabbath? See? Now, I know there are some people out there who keep the Sabbath and listen to what we have to say. Okay? But some of them don't like me coming after the Protestants so hard on the Sabbath question because they think it'll drive them away. Well, how else are they going to come? And not everything is intended to bring people to church because a lot of it is a witness. Now, today at this time, in this age, where we have the Bible correct, we've got the whole Bible. And how many have it on their smartphone? Well, everybody right here in this room has it on their smartphone, right? Okay. Can you get the Bible any closer to you than having it in your hand? Huh? You can't get it any closer, right? Well, if you have it on your smartphone, do you read it? (laughs) Okay. See? Now, I think you will see why then God inspired the Christian Biblical Church of God to do the Bible. We didn't know what it's going to be like today and going further down the road, more people being against God. See? And When you get into it, you can easily prove that the Bible is true. And the more that you study it, the more that that becomes true. Okay? Although even among this group, the percentage believing in a literal Bible is less than 50%. So, back to the Protestants and the Sabbath, especially those who go to church. Do you have the Bible? Yes. Do you use it at Sunday-keeping church? Yes. Do you use all of it? No. Does your pastor know that the seventh day is the Sabbath day, but makes an excuse so you can continue on Sunday? Yes. 
Okay. So you also have this. A lot of those who are pastors do not really believe the Bible themselves. So that's why Jesus said when he comes, will he find true faith on the earth? Well, only with the true brethren of God. Now let's continue on with our Bible answers here. Question, God prevented anyone to partake of the tree of life after the fall of Adam and Eve because they said they would live forever. As the tree of knowledge of good and evil ingested the seed of sin into their bodies. Well, no, actually God put it there, called by Paul the law of sin and death, okay? Meaning that once you reject God, which is what they did, right in his face, I mean, worse than any other human being on the face of the earth because they were created by God, right? Okay. For them to take their free moral agency after they were educated up to that point, and, you know, God never does anything unless he gives a warning, which he did, don't eat of it, and unless he gives enough instruction that they understand so they will know what to do and what not to do. Okay. But they chose by free moral agency to aid of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because of their own desire to be like God, Satan's way. See? So that's what happened. All right? Question continues. Does this imply a seed of life? No, we have life because of the spirit of man. James writes in the last verse of chapter 2, as is the body is dead without the spirit, so is faith dead without works. Okay? Now then, let's understand something. Today, because the spirit operates in us like we would say bioelectronically, they can measure when the brain is working. And you can see that, and down below you see the heart working. You know, they have it on the screen. Okay, When a person dies, both of them flatline. When a person dies, the spirit goes back to God, and it's going to be for the first resurrection if you're faithful, for the second resurrection, if you have not committed the unpardonable sin, and if you've committed the unpardonable sin, the second part of the second resurrection, for the lake of fire. See? Now, remember what we covered last week about Lazarus and the rich man. Okay? He was in the grave when... He saw the fire. He wasn't in the fire burning in hell. And if you don't have the knowledge of the holy days for the timing of the events that take place with Lazarus and the rich man, 
there in Luke 16, you will never understand the parable of Lazarus and the rich man because it appears to be quite rapid and in succession. But that is not true. That's how God has written the Bible. See? That's why we are to search the Scriptures daily to understand the Scriptures and know what the Sabbath and the holy days mean because those are the critical keys in understanding the Word of God. Okay, it has always seemed to me the time between Adam's creation and Eve was not on the sixth day. Well, no, it was on the sixth day. Okay? He had Adam created early. And think about this. He put a language in both of them. How are you going to communicate with God if you have nothing up here? <laughs> and how's he going to communicate with you? Now, we don't know what the language was that Adam and Eve had. Some people say it's Hebrew. Well, it may not have been Hebrew, may have been something entirely different. And just because the Old Testament is written in Hebrew doesn't mean that it was the Hebrew language. Because the Hebrew language that is written in the Bible is a way later invention, far removed from the creation. Okay? So, they had intelligence, language, personal knowledge of God teaching them, and they knew what God said, don't eat of the tree of their knowledge of good and evil. Okay? Okay, then uh, the question comes up about, did the animals talk? We don't know. They put out a movie on that, didn't they? Talk to the animals. Had a nice little song with it. And you get something like that, very cute. All right? Let's project that forward to today. Now, I want you to do this this week. Here's a study lesson for you, not in the Bible, but television. Okay? I want you to watch the ads. And if you watch them, you're going to see a lot of occult and a lot of Satanism and animals talking and minions popping up. And all of those things are satanic and the way that Satan brings these in is with humor. See? With humor. All right, here's another one. What is the exact timing and or chronology based on Scripture for the end of the millennium and the second resurrection? Great white throne judgment and the 100 year scripture. Okay? Now, let's come to Revelation 20 and look at it. Okay? God does not give us a chronology here. We don't know exactly what the timing is. But when you come to the end of the thousand years, Satan is loosed again. Now, we'll explain that on day seven and day eight of the Feast of Tabernacles, okay? But let's pick it up here 
in verse 7. Revelation 20 and verse 7. We know in verse verses 4 and 5 and 6 that the first resurrection comes on Pentecost. We're all taken to a sea of glass. Then on trumpets, we all come back to the earth. Satan is removed and the millennium begins. Now, exactly when that's going to take place, we don't know. Okay? But when it's over, it says, verse 7, Now, when a thousand years have been completed, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison, and he shall go out to deceive the nations that are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog. Now, that's geographical. If it were the people, then God would be a respecter of people and not let Gog and Magog have any entrance into the kingdom of God. Okay? So that's probably what we call, so I have to ring the bell, Siberia today. Okay? Of whom the number is as the sand of the sea, showing what? that all during the millennium, and we'll see when we come to it during the Feast of Tabernacles, the sinner will die at a hundred. Okay? And if they die, then they have to be buried. And the ones that sin in the millennium and die as sinner will be awaiting the resurrection to the lake of fire. Okay. Now, those who are still alive at the end of the millennium will be alive, and God will let Satan go up and deceive them. What's the first thing that he does? What's he the master of doing? But he can never do it as good as God. War. Killing. So, he's going to do the same thing he's always done. He's going to say, look, when he's turned loose on the those in Gog and Magog, he's going to say, I am the true God. See? And the God that put you out here, he's not. Now, let me tell you something. I know that Jerusalem is where the central control of the earth is. Now then, since it's, there are no defenses around it, What we're going to do is prepare a grand battle. So we're going to make weapons. And we're going to go down and encircle Jerusalem and take it over. And we will rule the world. Isn't that Satan's always his his goal? Yes. Okay. What do you think he's doing today with the new world order? Okay, that's what he's doing. Then I saw the, verse 9, then I saw them go up upon the breadth of the earth and encircle the camp of the saints and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and consumed them. Okay? That's their first death. Okay? Now, those right there under that 
have already been burned with fire. So it's very likely they will not be raised back to a second physical life to die again because they have already died. Okay. And that is a unique thing right at the end. Okay. But the rest of the dead, okay, let's read on here. Verse 10, And the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet had been cast. And they, Satan and the demons, because it's plural. It's plural in the Greek. They, not he. They. So that has to include the demons. Shall be tormented day and night into the ages of eternity. Then we have the resurrection of the incorrigible wicked. Okay. And they're burned up in the lake of fire. Okay. Hope that helps you. Here's one. I have a quick question for you. I heard people say that our children are being called. They refer to Acts 2 and verse 39. I grew up in worldwide, but didn't feel like I was being called till I was almost 30. Does Scripture mean that our children are being called, or does it mean they are set apart? Well, being called is being called to eternal life. Children growing up are set apart, and God places angels about them to watch over them. There's a difference, okay? Being called to eternal life, then you have to answer the call, and then God selects you. And then you're baptized. Then you receive the Holy Spirit. Now, how many have been in Worldwide Church of God and with the breakup of it? I don't know. I don't know how many are going to come along. I don't know how many have rejected God altogether. I don't know how many got so turned off that they won't trust any church of God ever. Who knows? I've seen the whole mixture. So it's a difficult question to answer. Here's my question. What started you to let us ask different questions about the Bible? Well, because a lot of people ask questions about the Bible. And what I do every day, my first task every day, Monday through Friday, is to come in and go to the office, and I have right a little desk in the main office, and I have a separate private office, and I have a stack of emails, all kinds, reports like the one I read earlier. And every once in a while, I get someone to send me something like a hundred page something. Would you look at this, please, and tell me something about it? <laughs> okay. So I have to take my time on those. Some of them are so ludicrous, I don't even answer those thick ones. But I take all of those questions, and when I go to my private office, I answer them. Okay? The day that they come in, and you should get 
an email the next day. Now, if I miss you, then you can send it in again. But what prompted me to do these questions was that we had a good number of questions, and I felt that it would be good for everyone to get the answer. So that's why we have it. In the Bible, does a day mean a year? Yes, you find that in Numbers 14. Because they refused to go into the land, and the 12 spies were sent in for 40 days. God said, you're going to wander for 40 years in the wilderness until all of those who didn't believe Joshua and Caleb and God died. Okay, so that's where we get it. A day is a year. Because I read in Revelation 11, verse 9, three and a half days. Now that's the two witnesses lying in the street, three and a half days. Well, you know, that couldn't be three and a half years. See, so sometimes it means a day. Sometimes in prophecy, it means a year. And also there are times when a day means longer than a year because God is extending that. So it covers all of it. Okay, I was reading Matthew 24, but I was not sure what the word her was explaining in verse 29. Well, let's go to Matthew 24 and verse 29, and we'll find out what it means. Okay? Matthew 24 and verse 29. Verse 29, But immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun shall be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light. Her. That's not referring to a person. See, because in the Greek, the moon has a gender designation that's feminine. So, instead of it, it's her. Okay? So, all of those who believe in the old man and the moon, it's a wonder that none of them believe of the old woman of the moon. (laughs) See? Okay. Now, to give you another example, Jesus said, now Jesus is masculine. Okay? Ho Christos. And if it's Jesus Christ, it is Ho Christos, Ho Jesus. That's masculine. But Jesus said, In John 14 and verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, all three of those nouns that are adjectival nouns describing a quality of Jesus are feminine. The way, the truth, and the life. Does that make Jesus a woman? No. So, 
Sometimes, if you don't understand what the Greek is all about, you won't think, well, I wonder what her means here. That means the moon. Okay? Let's see what we have. Okay. I walked to the Michigan Capitol building and saw Ten Commandments, which are reworded. See, isn't that what's the greatest sin of human beings? Telling God what to do. See? Now, if you don't believe that, go on church at home and you look up the segments that I, I did on can a man tell God what to do? See? Now, the bottom line is, if we tell God what to do and he obeys us, we're God. But God is not going to do that. That's why we always ask, may, when we pray, or let, when we pray. Because then God makes the decision. Okay? Which are reworded. Now, I look in the Holy Bible in its original order, has the right written version of the Ten Commandments. Thank you for doing that, okay? Appreciate it, okay? Now, here's one. Hope you and the team are all well, thank you, regarding what you mentioned on the removal of tattoos. Okay. Now, this says they can be removed. It's a little painful. But I feel sorry for those people that have tattoos all over them. My granddaughter has a large tattoo on her back and has this slowly removed. Slowly because the treatment is very expensive, so she has to save up for it. It is extremely painful, she told me, but every treatment only lasts a few seconds. She showed me, and indeed, the tattoo is about half gone. Okay? So it's possible. Well, the Bible says in Numbers 19 not to have tattoos. Okay? Now, you're also, some tattoos, I don't know how they do it, but they do it with some kind of needle so that when it heals, it's like a bead of skin, only it's dark. I don't know what they do. Okay. So much for tattoos. Okay. Last question. We'll take a break. Thank you for your answers. Attending in the Church of God since 1965, we got the law, righteousness, many times self-righteousness, but we missed a lot of mercy and loving kindness issues. Okay. That's true. That's true. See? Now then, someone wrote me this. Some people are disrespecting elders. Could you say something about respecting elders? Well, here's the problem. 
You can tell people respect the elder, but if the elder is not doing things that brings about respect, you can't demand it. Now, if they're just hostile and against the elder, that's a different question. See? But the way that you have, the rather the way that an elder has respect, is he rightly handles the word of God and gives good advice to the brethren. See? And does not make the brethren his servants or lackeys. See? When the family was growing up, I never let anybody carry in my briefcase or carry in where we had one of the children in one of those carry-all when they were infants and they would sleep, carry it in. We'd always take it in ourselves. Now, I know people will be well-meaning, but then it gets down to being sycophantish. What do I mean by that? Then you have the hovering, expectating deacons hoping to be ordained out there looking for the minister and his wife to help bring them in and to do this for them, to do that for them, so that they will be ordained a deacon. So what you have, you have the sycophants. Yes, sir. No, sir. Mr. Mister. Yes, sir. No, sir. Mr. Mister. Right? Okay. So I didn't let them do it, and I didn't let them call me Mr. Okay? So to this day, I still don't. But since we're all grown up, I can't carry Jonathan in in a basket. (laughs) So we'll go ahead and take a break.